what we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks show. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from lovely Whitehall Drive here in the beautiful city of Kinston, North Carolina. It is Tuesday, March the 7th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 816 of the Brian Hanks show presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. My co-host, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. You just heard John Dawson's voice. Well, by God, you'll hear both those voices uh, at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Man, we've got another great show for you here today. In our first hour, we're going to be joined by a regular Tuesday guest, and I have been just chomping at the bit to talk to him for a minute now. He's a news director for the Carteret County News Times at carolinacoastonline.com. It's Richard Clark. He is our hoops expert, and man, do we have a lot of hoops to talk about with the ACC tournament beginning today in Greensboro. The NBA in its final quarter of the season uh, with Brandon playing well, but the Pelicans not playing so well. With Reggie and uh, the new look Dallas Mavericks playing uh, all right. But, uh, man, just I can't wait to talk to Rich. Uh, I, sometimes I feel like I need to have him on more than once a week because uh, – just so many things happen in basketball, and especially with this week, like I said, with the ACC tournament began today. Uh, and we'll get to all that and get you your schedule for that here in a little bit. But that's just our first hour. In our second hour, uh, returning to the show for the first time in more than a year is going to be Kinston City Councilman Chris Suggs. Really looking forward to talking to him. And uh, we'll get into the weeds uh, a little bit about uh, stuff that are going, that stuff that is going on in Kinston. When I think about the since the last time that Chris was on. Uh, the city of Kent has hired a city manager in Rhonda Barwick. They've hired a new police chief in Keith Boyette. They've uh, just done a bunch of great things. We've got a new park opening today, or not a new park, but a new playground equipment over at Fairfield Park. Uh, we're going to be christening that today uh, at, at noon, and you are totally 100% invited to that if you want to get away from work. If you li- if you work here in Kenston, you want to get away for uh, a nice lunch. That would be fun. Come over and uh, help us uh, celebrate the new uh, playground equipment that is over at Fairfield. It's it's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big deal. Looking forward to that. But looking forward to talking to Chris, uh, just catching up with him. He's now pretty much right slap dab in the middle of his first term as a Kansas City Councilman. Uh, you know, the, lo- the, the youngest uh, elected city councilman in the state of North Carolina. And looking forward to having him in here. Uh, he, he heads up Kenston Teens. And just all kinds of stuff. I'm going to talk a little politics with him, talk a little policy and things that are going on. That's going to be fun. But you know what? It's also Tuesday, so you know what that means. It's time for Tuesdays with Trez, with Don Trez Styles. Message Trez last night to uh, let him know Chris was on, and I, I think he's excited about that too. As uh, Chris and I will be interviewing uh, Don Trez in our second hour. It'll be about five minutes into our second hour, and we'll have him for about ten minutes or so. And, uh, again, uh, listen, thank you so much to, uh, King's restaurant, Joe Hargett and King's restaurant 
for uh, helping bring you Tuesdays with Trez every Tuesday here on the Brian Hanks Show since uh, the very beginning of basketball season. So uh, very, very excited about that and very excited about having Trez here on the show with us uh, in our second hour. So there you go. Uh, Richard Clark in our first hour. Chris Suggs, Dontrez Styles in our second hour. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. It'll, it'll go by much faster than uh, than I want it to, but it is what it is. Listen, uh, I mentioned it a few moments ago, but uh, the ACC men's basketball tournament field is set, and it starts today. We will be bringing you the show, the Brian Hanks show. Uh, in the interest of full disclosure, I was getting ready to say from Greensboro, but we'll actually be in our hotel room in Burlington on uh, Thursday and Friday, and uh, pretty excited about that. Uh, Scott Whittington will be joining me. On Thursday, uh, he'll be my co-host for that show Thursday morning, uh, and we're gonna have uh, we're just gonna have great guests all week. Uh, like I said today, Trez and Chris Suggs. Tomorrow, we're gonna have Junior Smith the third and Zach Halcom will be joining me live here in the studio. Then Thursday and Friday from uh, Burlington, uh, about about twenty minutes from the Greensboro Coliseum, uh, we'll have Shane Albee on in our first hour. Then Harlan Neal. Uh, will be joining us, big Duke fan and uh, commentator, sports commentator here on. Uh, 960 the bull 960 the bull.com uh, and again like i said scott whittington and then on friday uh, mark panicelli in our first hour and then chris edwards from greensboro from the acc tournament he's doing some uh, coverage of the acc this week too so uh, we, we've just got you completely covered and let me get you caught up with uh, the games that are taking place today in greensboro and it starts at two o'clock today is the 12th seated florida state seminoles Take on Georgia Tech. That's the 2 o'clock game. Uh, the 4.30 game is uh, Boston College. The 10 seed taking on Louisville, who is a 15 seed. And then uh, the nightcap, uh, approximately 7 o'clock or so. They're going to be playing three games back to back to back. It's going to be uh, those turkeys from Virginia Tech, the 11 seed, taking on uh, Mike Bray and Notre Dame, the 14 seed. And that will be approximately 7 o'clock tonight. So uh, three big games today. And then tomorrow. And then tomorrow we'll have uh, Syracuse and Wake Forest, or not? Yes, tomorrow the the noon game. Uh, the early games are Syracuse and Wake Forest, the eight nine game, and then Pittsburgh will be taking on the Florida State Georgia Tech winner, uh, approximately two thirty or so. That's the early games tomorrow in the ACC tournament. And then the late games tomorrow, Carolina and State. I will be there for those. I'm very excited about that. Carolina taking on the winner of the Boston College Louisville game probably going to be Boston College. Uh, but Carolina probably against Boston College and then NC State very likely taking on Virginia Tech. Man, those are going to be two great games tomorrow night. Uh, that's a good second-round uh, matchup night games. Quarterfinals are Thursday, and uh, just know uh, the double buys. Miami's the one seed. Duke is the four seed. Virginia is the two seed. Clemson is a three seed. So we've got a potentially a Virginia-Carolina matchup uh, Thursday night. And then potentially an NC State Clemson game Thursday night too. So uh, that's going to be a fun. It's just going to be another fun ACC tournament. And again, the Brian Hanks show will be there. Very excited to uh, be bringing you uh, uh, interviews. Uh, we'll be talking to Trez tomorrow. We're talking to him today, obviously, but we'll be talking to him tomorrow night. That'll be for Thursday's show. We'll have some sound from Hubert, from uh, Kevin Keats, just from everybody. So it's going to be uh, just just a, a lot of fun for sure. Uh, Okay, so uh, why don't we uh, go ahead and get into today's show here. Uh, and, uh, let's look at our NBA heroes from uh, last night. And uh, 
Uh, Brandon and the Pelicans played last night. They're 31 and 34 now, though. Uh, they are uh, falling pretty quick, and we were hoping Zion was going to be back by now. These are things we're going to talk to Rich about here in just a little bit, but they did lose last night. Brandon had 24 points, three rebounds, seven assists, and a game high 38 minutes after starting for the Pelicans last night. But they lose 123 to 108. The Pelicans are now 31 and 34. Uh, now this is what's going to be neat. We've got the ACC tournament tomorrow night, but we also have, uh, Reggie and the Mavericks traveling to, uh, New Orleans to take on, uh, Brandon and the Pelicans. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That game's at seven 30 tomorrow night. And, uh, that's Reggie's next game too. Uh, they, uh, well, not, that's not true. They play Utah today. Then they're at, uh, New Orleans, uh, tomorrow and that game will be on ESPN, and I can promise you I will be sitting courtside at the ACC tournament, but my TV will be set, or my uh, laptop will be set on that uh, Pelicans-Mavericks uh, game tomorrow night. Pretty excited about that. Uh, we told you yesterday, LCC basketball wrapped up their season. One more time, we'll congratulate them on just a great end to the season. Yeah, they won eight games in the season, but guess what? Six of those eight games came in the final ten games of the season. They made it all the way to the semifinals of the Region 10 tournament. It's been a minute since they've made it that far. Chris Brown uh, has really got LCC going the right way, the basketball team. Just a bad start to the season when you had so many players ineligible or just not enough players really. uh, They were game. I think there was a game or two where they only played five guys, but uh, really turned around the second half of the season. Cannot wait to see what uh, Coach Brown and the LCC Lancers are going to do next year. But uh, congratulations to them on just that great tournament run. Uh, but hey, uh, now we turn our attention full, fully to LCC baseball. Uh, they were supposed to play a doubleheader today. The game, the, uh, the doubleheader was canceled. So they are off now until Saturday. Uh, they host Southeastern community college and a Saturday doubleheader. It begins at noon over at Lancer field. They are 12 and seven right now. Uh, though, like I said, they'll host that doubleheader Saturday and then they travel to Whiteville to take on uh, Southeastern Community College on Sunday. That game will be a nine-inning game. It'll be played at noon. Uh, hometown Heroes, no, no, none of our Hometown Heroes played last night. However, some big news uh, from the SEC is uh, Jerry Stackhouse won the co-coach of the year. What a year for him, man. I mean, he's going to be inducted into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame here in a couple of months. He's now the co-coach of the year in the SEC after just an amazing end of the year. They're 18 and 13 overall, nine, finished nine and seven in the SEC after they were picked to finish next to last and uh, ended up finishing fifth. They're the five, or I'm sorry, they're the sixth seed going in the SEC tournament. They next play on Thursday. They'll take on the winner of Georgia and LSU, who play tomorrow night. Uh, let me go, I will go ahead and get you caught up on everybody else real quick. As we said, Trez will be talking to him in our second hour. They're 19 and 12 overall. They finished 11 and nine in the ACC. And they've got a day. They got some work to do, and that's one of the things we'll be talking to Trez about. They've got uh, they they need to win at least one, probably two, and maybe even three games in the ACC tournament this week to uh, get into the NCAA tournament. They are uh, just if they I can guarantee you this: if they lose uh, tomorrow night, they're out. Um, and I even think if they lose to Virginia Thursday night, they would probably if they would probably be out. But we'll see. I want to see what Trez thinks about that. You, uh, Man, I'm telling you, if you missed yesterday's show, you missed a hell of a show. We had David Glenn on yesterday uh, with uh, Jason Bryan and I. Such a good guy, man. So generous with his time as he broke everything down. And he pretty much agreed, too. He thinks that uh, Carolina's got to win at least two and probably three games to make it to the uh, NCAA tournament. 
And I agree wholeheartedly. And you know what? They did it last year. Who's to say they can't do it this year? I just hope it doesn't come at the hands of my Virginia Cavaliers, which would suck. So anyway, uh, but regardless of what happens, uh, we will, again, we'll be at the ACC tournament this week. We'll have Trez here uh, in, uh, at the beginning of our next hour, too. So uh, there you go with that. Uh, ba Isaac Parson and Jeremy Dixon, as you know, Isaac uh, was injured in the semifinals of the CIAA tournament, although they did go ahead and win it. Uh, Jeremy though, will be, uh, helping lead Winston-Salem state in the, uh, NCAA division two, uh, tournament, which begins, uh, for Winston-Salem state this Saturday, that game will be at five o'clock and you can watch it live at iupathletics.com because I'll be taking on Indiana university of Pennsylvania Saturday at five. And again, you can watch it iupathletics.com, and I'll be talking about this the rest of the week too, because I'll definitely we need as many people supporting uh, Winston Salem State and uh, Jeremy Dixon as much as possible there. Uh, Damian Dunn and Temple, they are sixteen and fifteen overall, ten and eight. They finished ten and eight in the AAC. They are the five seed. They play Cincinnati uh, Friday at three. That will be on ESPN two. Uh, Ashanti Lynch and Maryland Eastern Shore, uh, they finished 9-19 and overall, but they play Morgan State in the first round of the MEAC tournament. That is tomorrow at 2 in Norfolk. Uh, and again, we told you about Jerry and uh, Vanderbilt. Our uh, local heroes, our hometown heroes who are already out, obviously Rujan Walters in Greensboro College, uh, Maji Dodd in Charleston Southern, and Dory Hines in UMO. All three of them, their season's complete. Help me out here, listeners. I am wanting to do the same thing that I've done for basketball all year with uh, our baseball players. I know we've got baseball players all over the area. That's what I need to do is talk to Jackson Massey and David Combs and uh, all our other coaches in the area and find out who is playing where because I know we've got some players playing at the college level, and I'd love to get their stats in here too when we do our hometown heroes part of the monologue here at the very beginning of the show. Uh, so if you know any others, just, uh, you know how to get up with me, get up with me on Twitter. If you've got my digits, you can do that. If you, uh, if you follow, if you follow the Facebook page, uh, just put a message at, uh, one of the, you know, at the end of one of our Facebook pages or just direct message me there too. And, uh, we would love, love, love to, uh, honor these, uh, hometown heroes who are playing at the next level for sure. Okay. Now, uh, let's uh, look at, uh, there was not a lot of sports last night, prep sports. In fact, it was only Parrot Academies. They played baseball, softball, and girls soccer last night. They were victorious in baseball, 2-1 to one over Harold's Christian. They are still undefeated at 4-0. and oh. Congratulations to the pa- uh, Patriots in baseball. In uh, softball, they came up a run short as they lost to Harold's Christian 6-5, to five, and uh, that was their first game of the year. So they are now 0-1. And, and then in girls' soccer, they opened up their season with a 3 to nothing win over Harold's Christian. So uh, two out of three ain't bad, Parrot Academy, and uh, it leads to a busy day today. Yes, there was not a lot going on, but today in prep baseball. And uh, listen, I got this schedule from encmoments.com. He's got the times and everything starts, so here you go. At 3.30 today, uh, Bethel Christian opens their season against Greenville Christian, who is also opening their season. Uh, Kinston is at home at 5 o'clock today. They take on Lejeune. Kinston is 0-1. The Devil Pups are 0-2. Should be a very winnable game for the Vikings today. Uh, how about Green Central also at 5 o'clock? They're 1-2 overall. They travel to Eastern Wayne, who is 0-3. Uh, two six o'clock games today. Parrot Academy, like we just said, undefeated still in baseball, four and zero. 
They travel to Raleigh to take on Wake Christian, who is 1-0. That game is at 6. Then Aiden Grifton uh, travels down to the beach to take on Pamlico County. The Chargers are 2-1. Pamlico County is 2-1 also. That game is at 6. And then last and definitely not least, uh, the game of the night, uh, probably uh, probably close to being the game of the night in eastern North Carolina, not just in our neck of the woods, but uh, the undefeated North Lenora Hawks had a great week last week, 3-0. and they travel to Dudley to take on Southern Wayne, who is also 3-0, and and that is at 6.30. It, do yourself a favor. If you're planning on going to that game, then uh, I believe it is a cashless entry. I think I saw Jackson Massey put that up on Facebook today. Coach Massey, if you're listening, if you don't mind, hit me up with that and let me know so I can let everybody know that. But I think I saw that, that uh, you can't pay cash, you can't pay with a card. I believe you have to do it online uh, and he's got the information up on his uh, Facebook page, if I remember correctly. But Coach Massey, if you're listening, hit me up. Let me know about that. But uh, North and North, 3-0 and at Southern Wayne, 3-0. That should be a heck of a game tonight up in Dudley. Uh, in softball tonight, we've got three games, too. Uh, Kenston, who is 0-1, they host uh, it hosts, they host Lejeune, who is 1-0. Thank you, Jason Bryant. I just got your message. And uh, it looks like, uh, yep, we are having some internet difficulties here. If you're listening to this on the replay, of course, uh, that's not going to mean that much to you because you are listening to it live here. Tell you what, let's uh, let's do a couple of ad reads here, and uh, then we'll get right back to it. Preparation, persistence, sense of purpose, qualities that lead to victories on the field of play and qualities that create winners in the classrooms of Lenore County Public Schools. We pursue excellence. In 14 different varsity sports and scores of academic and technical programs, we rise to the test. We are Team LCPS. John Dawson, let me tell you about Downey's Protection Systems. Preach it, brother. There you go. Downey's Protection Systems of Kinston. They've been servicing eastern North Carolina for more than 30 years. I got to tell you, John, I judge a house or a home here in Kinston or Lenore County if I don't see that little depth sign in the front yard of their house. You break in. (laughs) That's it exactly. Listen, Depths specializes in residential and commercial installation and service of security systems, fire alarm systems, camera systems, and access control. For more information for a consultation, please visit depthsnet.com. That's D-E-P-S-Net.com. And this is the truth. You tell them, John Dawson. That's right. Before I even turned on the power at my house, what was the first call I made? Depths. That's it. I call Downey's Protection System. So if you want your house protected as well as mine is protected, call Tom Vermillion and the folks over at Down East Protection Systems. Arendelle Parrot Academy is the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region. Located on a beautiful 80-acre campus in Kinston, Parrot draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kinston, Greenville, Snow Hill, Newber, Wilson, Goldsboro, Trenton, Maysville, Jacksonville, and maybe Hookerton. Parrot Academy remains steadfast in its purpose of providing the best possible instruction and learning environment for its students. Arendelle Parrot Academy students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road in Kinston. And there you go. And I apologize again if you're listening to us live here this morning. A little technical difficulties there, but we are back and back live and in color here. Uh, Let's finish up a softball here real quick. Uh, like I said, Parrot won last night. Uh, today's games, uh, Kenson is at home against Lejeune. Kenson is 0-1. Lejeune is 1-0. Green Central 0-2. They travel to uh, Eastern Wayne, who is 2-0. And then Aiden Grifton is a CBA cock. 
in girls' soccer last night. We told you Parrot Academy beat Harold's Christian last night 3 to nothing. ton of uh, girls' soccer games here tonight. Uh, and we'll start at 3.30. Bethel Christian opens their season against Greenville Christian. They haven't uh, obviously haven't played a game yet. South Lenore is at home against Southern Wayne. South Lenore is 1-1-1. They're at home against Southern Wayne. Uh, at That's at 5 o'clock. At 5.30 today, Parrot Academy is home against Wake Christian. The Patriots are 1-0. Wake Christian is uh, opening their season. North Lenore is on the road at Farmville Central tonight. North Lenore is 1-1-1. Farmville Central is 0-1. That game is at 6 and also at 6 tonight. Green Central is 0-3, and they travel to Eastern Wayne, who is 2-0-1, and that's at 6 o'clock. Listen, yes, you just heard all that, and you're probably like, oh, my God, I'm trying to write all this down. Hanks, you're talking too fast. <laughs> Go to uh, encmoments.com, and our good friend uh, Junius Smith the third has your complete week schedule. He's got the game time starts. He's got it all uh, nice and packaged for you there. Uh, go and check that out and, uh, and, and support, uh, support our good friend. Uh, our good friend Junius Smith III, for sure. Tell you what, before we jump into uh, our our big our, our first hour interview here with Richard Clark, let's thank Lenore Community College for more almost sixty five years. Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. Uh, LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit the website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much to our good friends over at... uh, Lenore Community College, uh, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all of them for uh, being the title sponsor of the Brian Hank Show. Wait a minute. If I hear a drum machine and I hear Debbie Gibson going, ah, ah, that can only mean one thing, Richard Clark. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> there you go. Wait a minute. Let's hear a little bit. Dude, I challenge anybody to listen to Only In My Dreams by Debbie Gibson and their head doesn't start shaking and you know well, they don't you know. <laughs> if it doesn't make you at least smile a little bit, I don't know what to tell you. I then you you've got coal for a soul or something like that. I don't know, dude. <laughs> Richard Clark, Carteret County News Times, uh Carolina Coast Online.com, uh, joining us as he always does here Tuesday on uh, the Brian Hanks show. He's our NBA. He's our hoops expert. And, man, we have got as we had uh, David Glenn on yesterday from the David Glenn show and ACC Sports and ChapelBurl.com and all that. And he said it, and I can't wait. We're going to talk NBA. I promise you that, uh, Rich. But I got to tell you, man, I cannot remember the last time we've gone into an ACC tournament where it is as wide open as this one is. He said, this is what David Glenn said, who is a preeminent expert on ACC, said there are up to seven teams that he would not be surprised if we're looking at uh, Saturday night and they're crowning the new champion of the ACC. There there are seven teams he wouldn't be surprised to see the championship, uh, win the championship. What do you think, dude? I, I would probably agree. I mean, you, you look at that, I mean, that conference, that Miami, really? You trust them, really? <laughs> and your your favorite team, you know, if the game goes over sixty five points, that's a loss. <laughs> that's um, true. 
And I watched that Duke Carolina game, and I, I don't want to disparage anybody, but Duke is not that good. Yeah, um, which speaks more volumes to where Carolina's at, honestly. So it, it should be interesting to see. You know, the ACC tournament uh, it ought to be really good starting the second set of games. Um, the, the top half is all about the same, honestly. Dude, I got to tell you, though, man, I'm going to disagree with you just a little bit. I think that two of the three games today are going to really – I think are going to be pretty good. I, dude, that Florida State-Georgia Tech game that uh, tips everything off today at 2 o'clock, I think it's going to be a really good game. And, <laughs> yeah, it would probably be really competitive. You're yeah, right about exactly, that. Exactly. But, dude, I think Boston College and Louisville – and I want to talk about Louisville here in a second. Uh, yeah, I know, dude. Uh, dude. Ha- okay, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. That's a 10 versus 15 game. That's around 430 day. And then the last game tonight, I think it's going to be another good game. I think Virginia Tech and Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame has been a little spunky lately. I mean, dude, they gave uh, Carolina everything they could handle, uh, what, a week or so ago. They gave Virginia everything they could handle a week or so ago. And going back to Boston College, heck, Virginia goes to Boston College, loses there. Dude, it's just crazy to me. But first, let's talk about these games today. And before we uh, break down games and such, uh, Rich, how in the world does Louisville, one of the blue bloods in college basketball, and I, when I say blue bloods, dude, I consider Louisville traditionally one of the eight to ten best. I mean, I wouldn't put them on the Mount Rushmore of uh, of uh, you know college basketball programs, but dude, <laughs> they'd be on the mountain behind Mount Rushmore, in my opinion, dude. How does Louisville win four games, dude? Yeah, they have that program has crumbled. Um, they got a long way to go, too, don't they? Oh yeah, uh, it doesn't, they don't appear to have anybody on the roster that can play, and um, they're in bad shape right now. They're going to have to overhaul the entire program. Yeah, but, but dude, I mean, look at the, look at the entire thing. Yeah, I mean Notre Dame. Yeah, three and seventeen. God. In the conference, I mean, really, yeah. and and Syracuse is barely five hundred. These are, you know, perennial great programs, and it's just the world that we live in now with college basketball is completely upside down. Well, dude, I was listening to uh, CBS Sports Radio here on nine sixty The Bull before uh, before we started the show today, and it, uh, bear in mind they're based out of uh, what WCBS, I guess, in New York. So, I mean, they're very New York-centric, the national CBS Sports Radio Network or whatever. But, man, they spent a solid five, seven, eight minutes on what you were just talking about with Syracuse. And I guess Jim (laughs) Bayheim made some very interesting comments uh, where uh, he was taking shots at sports talk people. And, he was, you know, the only people that care about Syracuse are the people that show up game in, game out. Those are the only opinions I worry about. I don't worry about sports talk guys and he's talking heads and stuff like that. Does that not sound like Richard Clark? Does that not sound like <laughs> someone who uh, is on their way out? I think that Syracuse wouldn't do that unless he's ready to go. Um, honestly, he just meant too much to him. So I think they'll give him all the rope he wants, put it that way. Um, but I think that he's probably been kind of out since his son graduated. I think he that was, you know, because – they're not the program they used to be either. I mean, yeah. it, it's really – the landscape is completely different now. And it's actually kind of startling when you look at – I mean, Houston's number one. And I, and I watched them play Memphis, and that's the number one team, really? Yeah, I know. So, uh, I, I, it's going to be wide open. And the ACC tournament is going to get started in this region. 
and it could be wide open. I mean, seriously, you could bet on anybody and have a real shot, honestly. Well, dude, positives and uh, minuses for all these teams. And let's just start at the top. Miami, like you said, dude. And listen, Jim Laranega, one of the best coaches in the country, I think. I'd, I'd declare him one of the best 10 or 12 coaches in the country, wouldn't you? But, but uh, He's point, been around for a long time. There's no question about that. There you go. But here's my point. They're the number one seed going in, but it took Pittsburgh missing a last-second shot, or Miami would have been the three seed, and Pitt would have been the one seed instead of being the five seed. Dude, I mean, they play great offense. They're, you know, I mean, they're they're very well coached. They're as well coached as anybody in the ACC. But, dude, I, I don't consider Miami a favorite going into the ACC That's, tournament. Do you? I mean, that that would be my question to borrow from the guy we listen to all the time. Do you really trust that team when it matters? Really? No. Oh, I know. They haven't had a they haven't had the pedigree on that. Now, you and I both know that college is a little bit different, and one year is different than the next. But again. I have no reason to believe that this team is going to put together, what is it, five games now? No, no, no. Well, if you're a double bye, it's only three games. That's the reason Miami, okay. that's the reason like Miami, Duke, Virginia, Clemson, they've got a leg up Matter. on everybody else. Yep, because they only have to play, play three games to win the ACC championship. What's the history on that? Has anybody, uh, has the winner always been one of those three or four? Uh, Virginia Tech last year, remember, won from the six hole, I think, or whatever. So they played I, four straight. Yeah, they played four straight last year. So, yeah. I, you know, and they're, they're going as an 11 seed this year. But but like I said, Miami, they're the one seed, yet they're probably one of the – I don't consider them the favorite going in. Uh, Virginia, the two seed, and good Lord, dude. I mean, you know, nobody loves Virginia more than me, as you know. But, dude, this right. is a bad – this is not a great team, dude. They're they're fifteen and five in the ACC, dude. But their their last month of the season barely beating Louisville. They barely beat Louisville and Louisville, the team that's won four games. They beat them by three points, and it was a. I mean, it was questionable all the way down to the end. Louisville had a shot at the buzzer to send it to overtime. So Virginia is not that great. If they, I mean, now they still play their great brand of defense. They've always they always have. But dude, this this Virginia team, dude, you would average. I mean, what? Dude, they just got nobody that can score points on that team. That's I guess it. is what I'm trying to say. I mean, if you, if you score 65, you're going to beat them. Yep. Because they, they can't get to that. Um, I did. I haven't looked at their record, but every time I see a score and it's in the 70s, they seem to lose. So, you know. There you go. I, I have and no they, question that they're, they're, they're going to be a tough defensive out, but offensively, they, they are challenged. Oh, I'm telling you, dude. And how about this? This is all you need to know. Clemson is a three seed going in the ACC tournament. And they're on the outside looking in, uh, consider or uh, according to Minority. Uh, I would forget right. not even being ranked. They're like the second four out. They're not even the first four out. They're the second four out. So they've got some work to do in the tournament this week. And then, like I said, uh, your four seed is Duke. Who to me? We had we said this yesterday. That's my favorite going into the ACC tournament. Yes, they're the four seed. They've also won six or seven games in a row here, including winning at Chapel Hill uh, uh, Saturday night. So I think that's a pretty big deal. But like uh, David Glenn said yesterday, dude, I think any of those four could win. I think State could win. I think State is just the 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 un the un uh, what the un uh, polished gem here, the unpolished jewel here. Yeah, unpolished is right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But they look, dude, this is what David Glenn said yesterday, and I know I keep referencing him, but I think the world of him. But he said he sees the tournament set up for State. Dude, they'll take on either Virginia Tech or Notre Dame. It'll probably be Virginia Tech. Dude, they played Clemson in the second game. And, yes, Clemson did win in Raleigh uh, a couple of weeks ago. 
But I think State will be ready for that. And then that would put them against very likely either Virginia or Carolina. And I've got Carolina beating Virginia in the quarterfinals. Can you imagine State versus Carolina in the semifinals of the ACC tournament? Dude. That'd be big. Oh, God. I don't don't know that State can put together – you know, first of all, they're trending in the wrong direction. Their last 10 is not fantastic. That's the first thing. Secondly, I'm not sure. State is – let's call them chaotic. And um, I don't know if that can win in a tournament setting where it's game, 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 game. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, you run across where you just start hitting those crazy shots and you're going to get blown out. You know, it's going to be interesting because every team has major flaws, major flaws. Yeah. Um, Duke is, if Duke plays a team that's got, got athletes, they're in trouble. They're about, a, that's one of the more non-athletic Duke teams I've seen in probably a decade. Uh, Clemson, well, that speaks for itself. <laughs> Although I think all in all, Clemson's a solid team. Um, they don't have any super studs or anything like that. They got a solid team, but uh, do you trust Clemson to win an ACC? When is the last time Clemson won an uh, ACC? Tournament? How about never? <laughs> wow. So Billy Williams and Tree Rollins didn't win they one They never won one either, dude. And I think they've been a number one seed in the ACC tournament twice, maybe. And they uh, won the year. They got knocked out by Wake Forest, the eight seed, when they were the number one seed. I remember that. So I know uh, my man Grayson played there for a while, and they were good when he was there. Oh, dude, Grayson Marshall played against him back in the day. Dude, it's just crazy. Oh, I, yeah, dude. Clemson's had some great players through the years, that's for sure. But, dude, just they never, they've never won. I mean, think about it. And they're a charter member of the ACC. We're not talking a Florida or, heck, Florida <laughs> State. We're not talking a Boston College or Louisville or, you know, or Notre Dame. or Well, hell, Notre Dame's won one. Clemson has never won the ACC champion wow. uh, tournament championship. And that just blows my mind. Uh, and th- they probably need to to make it to the NCAA tournament this year. I kind of, I kind of like Pittsburgh. They, they've uh, they've got a solid team as well. Well, coach of the year, and uh, David Glenn called it yesterday. Uh, uh, coach Capel, uh, Jason or Jeff Capel, won coach of the year yesterday, and well deserved. But, dude, this just tells you about just the – not the toxicity, but the what? The uh, – just the – I guess how well-balanced the ACC was this year that Sunday's game – did you watch that uh, – I got did you did you watch any of that Pitt-Miami game on Sunday? I did not. Dude, it can't – check this out. You want to talk about just everything hanging the balance. Pitt takes a three at the end. If they hit it, they beat Miami. They're the number one seed in the ACC tournament if they hit that three. They miss the shot, Rich and they fall to the five seed. How about that? <laughs> one shot determined whether you've got the double bye and you're the number one seed, and you miss the shot, and you fall to the five seed. Now you got to win four games in four days. But I'm with you. I could see a road where Pitt ends up uh, winning four games in four days. And to me, the big game isn't even uh, their second-round game tomorrow against either Florida State or Georgia Tech. I think they'll uh, route either one of those. But, dude. Pitt's already beat Duke one time this year, man. They could do it again in the quarterfinals. That, that's what I mean. They're, they're just athletic enough to give Duke problems. Yep. Um, Duke, fast forward into the NCAA tournament, I think we can all agree Duke's going to get there unless something crazy happens. Um, if they play one of these teams that's got a bunch of six, seven guys that can run, they might be in trouble because uh, they have one guy that can create a shot. Um, that's it. Their big man is, you know, if you got some shooting and you've been able to isolate that guy, you can blow by him every single time. Well, um, 
We got you know, everybody's problem is like Carolina oh, has no. No, go ahead. I interrupted. Said it again. No, no. Problem is like Carolina had no shooting. Uh, you know, State could get you problems because uh, they have some athletes. So, well, they anyway. all, they've already beat them one time this year. So uh, I'm telling you, man, it's just wide open. Uh, yesterday, uh, I picked uh, Duke to win it. Jason Bryant was on here yesterday. Uh, he picked. Oh God, now I'm having a brain fart. I can't remember who he picked. I think he picked NC State. That's why uh, Jason picked NC State yesterday to go through and win it. And then uh, David Glenn picked uh, Miami. So, uh, dude, Richard Clark, your official pick. Who do you have winning the ACC tournament, dude? I think I'll go with um, Pitt. I'll go with Pitt okay. just to make it balanced. Um, I was about to pick Clemson, but I don't even know if I can pull the trigger on that. Dude, I think in the quarterfinals. I, I really, go ahead. I really like your boys because in a tournament setting, unless they play a run up against somebody that just happens to be hot, that defense translates. That's why you've had a fair amount of success in the tournament over the last decade or however long uh, Bennett's been there. Um, you know, it translates. Now, yeah, you the problem is you run up against just a team that shoot 60% from three, well, you're going to lose anyway. Yeah. So, Well, dude, I think in the quarterfinals Thursday, and yeah, I know we're two days away from that. I really see Virginia going down. I think Carolina wins. Uh, I think they beat Boston College tomorrow night, and then I think, uh, dude, Carolina looked like world beaters against us, dude, and I, there, there's a hell of a lot more talent on Carolina than there is on Virginia. So I've got Virginia losing Thursday. Dude, I've also got Clemson losing Thursday. I really, honest to God, think that the semifinals are going to be Carolina versus State on uh, Friday night, dude. And you tell me anybody that wouldn't love that. I mean, don't get it twisted. I'm a Virginia guy through and through, as you know. And, dude, I can't stand Carolina. But there's a part of me, though, Rich, because I know we're in the tournament. In fact, uh, even if they, if these, if Miami, Duke, and Virginia lose their first-round game or lose their quarterfinal game, all three of them are still making the NCAA tournament. Right. You can't say that for Carolina. You can't say that for State. I would kind of, if they if losing to Carolina means that we get another ACC team in, I'm I'm for that, dude, and I mean that sincerely. I would love to see uh, uh, Carolina get in, especially with Trez and all that. But, dude, how awesome would it be semifinal Friday night, Richard Clark, and have let's even say Miami versus Duke in the first game and Carolina versus State in the second game, dude? That play Greensboro be Coliseum would be packed. It would be awesome, wouldn't it? It would be big for the league, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, quick question is, what happened to Wake Forest's program? Um, you know, speaking of the schools in North Carolina. but Well, they I, had I a great year just, last year, and then they just didn't. Uh... I don't think Carolina is very good, and I think that we all took what they run in the tournament when they shot the ball well. We thought that's who they were when really it's kind of like, I don't know, Bryce Harper and all them home runs that one year. That's the outlier. The, who they are is they haven't shot the ball well ever, except for that run in the tournament last year. So unless they get hot, which, you know, obviously is feasible because they did it last year, but I don't see it. I really don't. Wow. This team is they're, – they're incredibly flawed, and they cannot shoot the ball. Um, and without that, they don't – they just don't have the defensive intensity to be able to play at that level. Um, this, but it would be big for the league, State and Carolina in the nightcap. <laughs> I would love, 
love to see that that would be so freaking awesome okay so uh did I, I i you said all that i'm not sure i got your official pick so who do you have uh i'm going with pit you're going with pit coming yeah, out of the five pit. hole wow dude that that hey they would be their first acc championship i can't remember the last time they won dude when is the last time they won a conference title would have been in the big uh, east been in the Big East, maybe Jerome Lane in those years back in the day. I don't know. I tell you what, man, Jerome Lane was. You need to tell these kids today who don't know who he is. Tell well, them what a backboard. Tell them all they need to know about that. <laughs> exactly. He was a bad man, dude. That's all I know about that. Okay. Uh, you know, honestly, Duke Duke is playing the best right now. Yeah. If you're going with one of those trending in the right directions, which I'm, I, I do like to look at that. Duke is the one playing right. Um, I think they've kind of figured out who they are and who they can go to when they need it. So it's really a matter if the Roach kid is hitting shots at the end because he's the guy. Well, how about the all-freshman team? I think had four two players on it, man. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Uh, Filipowski, I, you know what? We're going to segue into the NBA here in a moment, and that's Filipowski definitely coming out after this year. I mean, he's a top-five pick, maybe, uh, maybe as low as top-seven, but I mean – uh, he, he, would you be surprised if he was picked as high as third? What grade his game? You're my NBA guy. You watch 20 hours, 25 hours of NBA a week. Filipowski, what do you think about him as an NBA prospect? I, I, I wouldn't take him. I don't know Ooh. that, you know, I, I need to see more okay. because he's so slow that I'm not sure who he can guard. And the difference is you can't sag and help in the NBA anymore. You know, there's, this guy's going to hit threes all day. So you, they're isolated. Um, and I guess a good comparison would be um, Lou Garza from Iowa that won player of the year in college a few years ago. And he can barely get on the floor for that exact reason. You know, they isolate you in the NBA. That's the difference. And I don't know, man. I don't – he is incredibly slow afoot. Yeah. Now, does he have skill? Yeah, he's got skill. But he's not very athletic. Now, he's big, so, you know, that accounts for something. Because he's definitely seven foot two or whatever he is. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't see it. Um, he's young, so will he grow into it? Maybe. I, I haven't watched enough of him prior to this year to know if he's made any progress there. Dude, you know what? You know who I see when I look at him, dude? And I, I know I'm putting, you know, our, our Duke fans are going to be. Uh, uh, wow. Jason Bryan also said the same thing. He's a top, he thinks he's a top five pick, but he said exactly what you said. Too slow and will be a bust in the NBA, dude. I see Adam Morrison, dude. I mean, I really do. And I'm not trying to put that juju on him, but dude, I'm I telling think Morrison you, was more athletic. And what are you saying there? <laughs> if you're saying, yeah, I mean, that's my point. I don't know who this kid guards unless you're playing the Embiid or, or somebody like that. I just don't see it. They're gonna they seek you out in the NBA. You know what I mean? It's dog eat dog there. If you get put it this way, I watched Phoenix play and and against Dallas Sunday, I think. Yeah, it was Sunday. anyway. Um, they were seeking out Chris Paul. Now you think about that for a minute. <laughs> Who's better defender, Chris Paul or this kid? Oh, good God! So yeah, that's my point. They're seeking out Chris Paul at this stage in his career to get the switch and going at him. That's where the NBA is. So I don't know, man. He's got to he's got to show me that he can get up and down the court and bend his knees enough to stay in front of somebody. If he can do that, he's got skill and and there's a probably a place for him. Problem is, there's just not that many big centers. Now, if he gets drafted by a team in the East, 
they'll probably keep him just because they got to play and be twice a year. Well, dude, I'm going to go ahead and declare it now. You know what, where he ends up going to, right? Think about it. Charlotte. Ding, 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 dude. Mm-hmm. Does he not mm-hmm. seem, does that not seem like a Michael Jordan pick that, you mm-hmm. know, Philip Houston, you know, hometown, not hometown, but, you know, home state and, oh, you know, he'll put some bucks in the city. Dude, and, and then he'll wash out of the league in three years. You don't, oh, come on, Lord, man. Dude. That's, that's rough. You're a man, you're thinking about it right now, aren't you? Yeah, I am. And I wish he hadn't <laughs> put that in my head because, you know, you're kind of like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I can totally see yeah. that from them. That's kind of stuff they do. Yeah. Um, oof. Yeah, that would be terrible. Absolutely terrible. Well, uh, but we'll see. Well, let me throw this at you. Jason just hit me and said, uh, don't you think Jordan would take Baycott first? <laughs> I don't think Baycott. I don't, do you think, is Baycott uh, even lottery pick? No, I don't think he's. I, yeah. No, he might not get drafted. Wow. wow. I mean, who, who on that team do you think can make it to the next level? I used to think Caleb Love, man. Don't yeah, laugh at that me. Was it. That, no, no, it. that was it. No, no, that was it. I used to but, think Caleb Love, and I'm not even saying as a star. You just said make the league, okay? I'm talking about right. have a. I'm talking about having a Reggie Bullock kind of career where, dude, Reggie's been in the league now 10 years, okay? I mean, he has proven everything he's needed to prove. That, you know, from being, what, the 26th pick by the L.A. Clippers back in 2013. He's in his, you know, he's got 10 seasons in the league now. That's what I kind of thought about Caleb Love. I thought, guys, listen, Reggie's never been a star anywhere he's played. He's played in the development league. You know, he's been knocked down there two or three times. But look at him now, starting for Dallas in his 10th year. That's kind of where I saw Caleb. If Caleb Love could get on the right team, I could see him, you know, having a long career and averaging six or seven points a game for his 12, 13 year career. But, dude, he'll never be a star anywhere, do you think? I, I'm not sure he can make the leap. Look, if wow. you're under, let's call it 6'6, six, six, you you got to have one of three skills and really probably need two of the three. Number one, you have to be able to shoot the ball. And if you can't shoot the ball, you have to be able to create off the dribble. And if you can't do any of those, you better be able to defend. Tell me which one of those Caleb Love does well. Wow. Wow. No. Dude, you're right. He can't defend. He's proven that plenty no. of times. Uh, he's streaky as crap. I mean, he now he'll hit some sometimes, but uh, he is uh, – dude. Now, the one thing he's got going for him is he's a big point guard if he could learn to defend and hit some shots. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, that's that's going to be his – really, I think that's what comes down for him. Can he hit some shots? Um, you know, I don't know. I think the tournament run last year was is the outlier at this point. Yeah. Well, 6'4", and I'm not sure he's – he's listed as 6'4". I'm not sure he's 6'4". But, uh, anyway, no, no, dude, no. We, we've spent way too much time. Uh, I did want to get a quote. Oh, a quote. <laughs> Sound like I'm interviewing you. I did want to get a, your thoughts on uh, how about Jerry getting uh, co-coach of the year in the SEC, man, especially they've won uh, eight of their last nine games uh, going into the SEC tournament, and it looks like he's got Vanderbilt on the right path. I don't think they're going to make the NCAA tournament. The only way they make that is if they win the, uh, uh, if they win the SEC but I'm telling you, dude, uh, he has done a great job with this team that was picked next to last in the SEC and ended up finishing six this year. And again, like I said, 18 and 13, won nine of the last or eight of the last nine games. Brag on Jerry as a coach, uh, Richard. Well, Clark. I'm, I'm going to give Jerry the, the ultimate compliment by saying this. Why didn't ECU offer this guy a job? 
I know. And he, dude. And he's the, from the dirty down the little, road. Uh, the, and... the dirty, not dirty little seeker, but the dude, the unspoken thing that everybody around here knew. He wanted that ECU job, dude. See? I mean, that, that's my, that would, that's the biggest compliment I give Jerry, um, is why they didn't even offer him the job when he was assistant in the NBA and he's from down the road. Yep. And honestly, I, I guarantee you, I was not privy to the information. I was not in the room, but you and I both know his name never came up. Mm. You know it. Well, no, no, no. I bet you it came up. It was just rejected because, dude, he put the feelers out there that he was very interested in, and I know that from some pretty good sources. Not from, and I'll say this, not from Jerry himself, who we've you know talked to here on the show, and I have a pretty good right, relationship right, with right. him. No, I just, I never even broached the subject with him. But I have mm. people in Greenville, and I have people who are close to Jerry who. No, who told me for a fact that he put out the feelers and let the folks in Greenville know he would be interested in that position, dude. Now, not for this past, you know, they just hired Mike Schwartz this past. No, time. no, yeah, yeah. I'm talking the about time the time before that. Exactly, the, exactly, yep. the time before that. And, uh, and uh, I, I bet dude, you anything, his name he, never came up. Dude, he, here's what gets me. Okay, Rich, and I know ECU, your alma mater and all that, and I'm not trying to get your blood pressure up uh, early this morning. <laughs> But dude, how about that? Uh, how about that? Jerry was a finalist for the Carolina job. You know, of course, losing out to Hubert, but wasn't even considered by ECU. What does that tell you? Let me see how I can say this, <laughs> dude. Remember, we're FCC regulated. Okay? I know, I know, and I don't want to offend anybody that listens. Let me just say the decision makers in ECU reflect a certain thought process. You go back, go back to Charlie Hall. Well, not Charlie Hall. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head now. Charlie something was the coach at the time um, for ECU. And you go back to him and you look at the coaches. Pull up them, pull it up, and look at their information, and you'll see what I'm talking about. So I don't think they've ever given anybody like Jerry any real thought, which is one of the reasons they're in the boat that they're in. Whereas another school like uh, we've discussed this at length, like BCU, Virginia Commonwealth, has gone out of their way to, you know, think outside the box, as it were. And Charlie Harrison. And, you know, you look at their list, and, you know, it's completely different. I mean, ECU is Charlie Harrison, Mike Steele, Eddie Payne, Bill Heron, Ricky Stokes, who's only there because of Terry Holland, yeah. Mac McCarthy, Jeff Lebo, Joe Dooley, twice and now Schwartz <laughs> and now Schwartz give me that point about Joe Dooley again <laughs> twice. twice twice you made that blunder yeah you know come on man uh at some point and then this is East, this is Virginia Commonwealth Sonny Smith who went to Auburn after that Mac McCarthy which ironically is, is you know where he ended up at BC, ECU after he didn't do well at VCU Jeff Capel well where is he at now yeah, he's only got one of the top whatever Shaka. Where's his team right now? Wait, Marquette. They're playing pretty damn good right now. They're dude. number five in the country right now. Yeah, yeah. Will Wade. Where's he at right now? <laughs> See what I mean? There, there's a common thread here, and and the decision making's bad. I would have if I had the idea if I was in charge that Jerry wanted the job. I would I would have hired him without even an interview. I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, That's dude, exactly you, what the program needs. Do you remember what Jerry said here on this show? That's how he was hired at Vanderbilt. He never had an in-person interview at Vanderbilt. They talked to him on the phone. They immediately offered him the job. He went to Nashville, and now look what he's doing with uh, look, with Vanderbilt, dude. 
And that's a SEC and ECU won't give you a job interview. There are two things that he would have brought ECU right off the bat. Number one, he's got NBA experience. So he knows what he's looking at. Okay. Regardless. Number two, he would have bought you homegrown credibility, which is something ECU's never had. You hear me? Yep. Never. So what are you doing? What are you doing? I, I, you know, I, I love that Jerry's had success there. And look, um, again, at a school, Vanderbilt, that's not known for his athletic programs, put it that way. And um, he's had great success. Good for him. And his interview where he choked up a little bit was fantastic. Yeah, Just yeah. fantastic. Yeah. That one thing you know what you're getting with the Jerry Stackhouse, uh, you're getting emotion, you're getting passion, you're getting uh, someone who's going to sell basically sell their soul to to win i mean he is just like uh, josh dawson you know we've talked about josh i don't know if you and i have but yeah i know you know who i'm talking about though went to Fayetteville state yeah. and is uh now a coach here in lenore county he's that guy that and he has said this sitting across from me here in my plush well-lit uh office that if you if you told him hey cut off my pinky finger and we'll win this game and i'm not even talking about a championship game richard clark i'm talking about just a game then he he'll say go go ahead and get the the shears and cut this finger off. I want to win. How about that, dude? Well, see, and Jerry's the same way, dude. And and that's what I don't understand about that is because you know I I don't want to disparage Jerry's name or anything like that, but his name would hold a lot more clout clout here in Eastern North Carolina yep. than it does in Nashville. It just does. But look what now, he's done. It carries there. a certain yeah, it carries a certain clout. Period because. He's Jerry Stackhouse, NBA player. But here in North Carolina, kids know who he is. Dude, he's getting ready and, to go. He's getting ready to go into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame in see, April, dude. See what I mean? See what I mean? And you can't even give him an interview? I know, dude. Okay, listen, we've got five minutes, man, and I've got to get some NBA talk out of you okay. dude, before. Uh, and, uh, dude, I don't, you know me, dude. I love college basketball, man. We can talk about college all day long. But uh, NBA just uh, – tell you what, man, what in the world with the Pelicans, man? People are going to forget that, what, just six weeks ago? Help me here, Rich. They were number yeah. one in the Western Conference six weeks ago, dude, or maybe it was seven yeah, weeks ago now. right now. They if it started right today, if the playoffs started today, Brandon and the Pelicans would be out, dude. What is going on in New Orleans? Uh, I honestly don't know at this point. And they, they, you watch them play. And they're in the game, and then they're not. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. Um, they look like they're in a little bit of disarray, but they're not missing anybody but Zion. You would think they'd at least be able to do a little something. Um, yeah, it's not a good look. It really is not. Um, it, it's gonna. It's probably gonna hurt Brandon's. I don't know. Let's call it reputation. Um, it for this collapse because it's really kind of on him since Zion's not around. Um, which is really the problem. Uh, it's it's a bad state of affairs, and, and if it continues and they miss it, I think that coach is out. Wow, and I hate that because I think he's done such a good job. They've lost six of their last seven. They've lost seven of their last nine, and just you were talking earlier about teams trending in the right way or the wrong way. You talk about this is not where they wanted to be, and again, just to reiterate, no. Rich, they were in first place in the Western Conference uh, seven weeks ago, I just yeah. to have the kind of collapse they've had is just, 
it's hard to fathom. It's mind blowing. Yep. Now, granted, the beginning of the collapse, they didn't have either one of them, yeah. Brandon or Zion. But uh, since Brandon's come back from a team perspective, they haven't been very good at all. So. It's just it's blowing my mind, but it sets up tomorrow night. Very excited. I will be at the ACC tournament tomorrow night in Greensboro, but I can promise you this: I'm going to have my laptop in front of me, and I will be watching uh, Brandon in New Orleans at home against Reggie and the Mavericks. And uh, I think uh, that's Reggie had a great game the other day. Yes, dude, he has strung together some great games, man. I mean, he I can't. I think he's only had one single digit scoring effort like in the last eight or nine games. He's gone double digits every game, dude. And you you spoke to this, and I, I love it, dude. Having Kyrie there now, and it was already that way yeah. to a degree with uh, Luca, but Kyrie drives, he kicks it out to him, and he's hitting those jumpers, man. And really, well, go ahead. It's it's like a hockey assist thing, and there's a guy. There, no, seriously, there's a guy on your roster. If you're a team that's got a couple guys that are legitimate stars, there's a guy that the shots are going to end up in his hands. It's just the way it works. You know, pass, pass, and that guy's going to be the one. You know, I like for Cleveland, for example. I fear that it's going to end up being uh, Okora or Stevens is the one taking these big shots. Phoenix, I can see who theirs is going to be. It's going to be this Josh Okogie guy they have because uh, you have to cover Brooker and Durant. Somehow or another, it's shifted, and now Reggie is that guy getting these open looks for Dallas, and I love it. I mean, he's been able to knock them down, you know, and if he can continue that and the team get on a little bit of a run because while they're, they're lost, I think, three or four with Kyrie, um, they've been in every one of them. And and then right down to the end. So uh, I, it's good to see Reggie do this. He's playing well. It really is, dude. And I just I I'm here for it. I definitely am, dude. We've only got about a minute and a half, two minutes. Mm-hmm. Hey, it, so it's Dillard's choice, Dilly's choice, uh, NBA. What what's the prevailing thing? I know uh, our boy. Uh, by the way, gave Ralph Sampson some love uh, on the latest yeah, one. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you pointing that out to me, dude. But, uh, dude, I guess the Knicks. I mean, the Knicks are sort of the story of the NBA right now, aren't they? I think they are, at least in the Eastern Conference. I think the Western Conference, the story is the just log jam <laughs> from, you know, Phoenix all the way down to the Oklahoma City. There's, what, a five-game difference? <laughs> dude, that's and, great. And, well, five-and-a-half yeah. games, dude. And, dude, and when you say that much – Hell, dude, from second, let's just go. I mean, dude, from second to uh, 10th, there's only an eight-game difference. It's just crazy, well, man. Anything can happen my, in the Western Conference, can it? Yo, absolutely. And mark my words, they put up a stat the other day. Kevin Durant's like 22-2 and two in his last 24 games. Jesus. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to be a problem if they stay healthy because uh, you, you're not going to have much for that. Durant looks great, by the way. So I, I suspect they're going to run down the Kings and they could possibly run down Memphis. So. I hope they don't, though, dude, because I got to tell you, man, I'm really thinking about uh, – I'm trying. I'm sitting here looking at the Kings roster right now. Help me out here in the final 30 seconds, dude. Who, what what, uh, what Kings jersey should I get, man? De'Aaron Fox? What do you think? I mean, he would be the, he would be the easy <laughs> one, but if I was you, I'd get a Kevin Herter jersey. Okay. I, I could see that. I sort of look like him. I mean, I, I could go with that. <laughs> hey, Rich. hey, look, he's playing great right now. 
Oh, he definitely is. He definitely is. Listen, Richard Clark, Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. I'm sorry we went so college heavy, but, uh, and dude, we'll be doing the same thing next week, man, because your favorite two days of the year are coming up, and I can't wait to share that with everybody. But you know what? That's for next week. Rich, thank you so much for joining us this morning here, dude. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. There you go. That's Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. As we wrap up our first hour, second hour, the great Chris Suggs joining us here. Kenston City Councilman, Kenston Teens, Dontrez Styles from the University of North Carolina. As they're getting ready to start the ACC tournament, thank you so much for listening to the first hour of the show. Coming up, like I said, Chris Suggs, Dontrez Styles, in the second hour of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.